Thanks for tuning into this week's message. For more resources and information about Cedar Valley, please visit cvchurch.org. Good morning, everybody. So nice to see you. Go ahead, take a seat right there where you're at for just a few moments. Those of you who are visiting with us for the very first time, welcome to Cedar Valley Church. We are thrilled to have you. We know that during the holidays, a lot of the people who call this place home are out traveling and with family. And if you're watching online, uh, so grateful that you woke up today and are joining us from wherever you are. But we know that also lots of family from out of state come and join uh, family here in Minnesota. And one of the things that they always say is if you're going to come to my house, you're going to come to church with me. And you're in church with them today. So we welcome you from wherever you are. Thank you for being here. As you can see and probably feel, it's a little bit different today on purpose. We're going we're gonna to start the end uh, of this year with praising God together. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. We're going to kind of go in and out of worship and prayer. We're doing this on purpose. We feel like this is just an appropriate response to a fantastic year. 2023 has been a good year in terms of ministry here at Cedar Valley Church. Lots of great things have taken place and we know that in the life of every person here today, 2023 might look very different for a lot of people. Some would say, I'm so thankful that this is the last day of 2023 and, and starting tomorrow, I can say that was last year, this is a brand new year. But many of you would say 2023 was a great year for you. New, new children, new grandchildren, new marriage, whatever it may be. And so we know that in the church this size, there's just a lot of people with different types of experiences for 2023. And we feel like today is going to give everybody an opportunity to uh, respond in, in the most appropriate way that you would see fit um, for that. So it is going to be a little bit different. So we're excited. Okay, so nice to see you here. What a joy to see you in church this morning. What a miracle you are. Many have been praying for you. Uh, brings us great joy to see you sitting here once again. I didn't think we'd see you sitting there. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hey, so throughout the service today, if you feel like you want to sit anytime when we're in, in, you know, singing a song or worshiping, you feel free to do that. No one's going to say, go ahead and sit down now, or you just sit down if you want to. If you feel like standing, you stand up. The altar is going to be open all throughout today's service. So if you feel like, man, this is a song I want to go and I want to kind of get on my knees before the Lord and express myself to him in that way, you feel free to do that. Uh, we're going to have an awesome time today. Our worship team is so awesome. They're so, you know, they can just kind of do it all kinds of different ways. And how many of y'all enjoyed Christmas Eve last Sunday? Wasn't that just so good? Such a good feeling. God touched a lot of lives last year, this year. God touched a lot of lives this year through the ministry of Cedar Valley, and we're really thankful. I'd like to read out of Isaiah chapter 42, uh, starting at verse 10. So this, this portion in Isaiah could easily be found in the book of Psalms. I mean, it just kind of blends right in with the book of Psalms. Starting at verse 10, it says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing his praises from the ends of the earth. Sing all who sail the seas, all who live in distant coastlands. Join in the chorus, you desert towns. Let the villages of Kedar rejoice. Let the people of Salah sing for joy. Shout praises from the mountain 
tops. I love this idea of singing a new song, not an old song, not a song from, from a few years back, a new song, a song that has never been sung. How many of you would say, I'm ready to sing a song that has never been sung in my life? Sing a new song of praise. This word praise means uh, thanksgiving or adoration. A song of thanksgiving, a song filled with adoration. When you stop in your life and you pause and you reflect on God's goodness over your life, out of our mouth would flow praises of thanksgiving and adoration. A new song of thanksgiving and adoration. What does your life look like in 2024 if we begin to sing new songs of thanksgiving and adoration despite the differences, the, the complexity of life, the, the chaos of life. What if, what if we said it in our heart today that this year, 2024, we're going we're gonna to sing a new song of thanksgiving, a new song of, uh, of, of adoration to the Lord. And I also like how he kind of includes everyone because this, this, this thing of singing a new song is for everyone, everywhere including even those under the sea. I love how it included the villages and the mountaintops because it, it talks about the wanderers. It talks about the outcast. It talks about those who have had it good. Everyone, everywhere, let's sing a new song, a song of thanksgiving, a song of adoration. Would you close your eyes right there? Let's take a minute. And just begin to allow a new song to come from within. Would you just express that to him right now? Just, God, I'm thankful for, I'm so grateful for, I praise you because. Would you do that? Father, this morning we are grateful, we are thankful, we praise you because you are a good God. You're a good God, you're faithful to us even when we're not faithful to you. Your hand of protection has been upon us. Your hand of healing has been upon us, God. I praise you. I'm grateful for our family. I'm grateful for our community. I'm grateful for the ministry of Cedar Valley. I'm grateful for the people who I'm sitting next to this morning. I'm grateful for our children. Come on, would you just, would you just allow a new song to come from within for just another 30 seconds or so? Would you do that? worship you this morning, God. We've come together around you to lift our voice. Now would you stand to your feet with me? We're going to sing about the goodness of God in our life this morning. We encourage you to participate, to sing from deep within. Again, the altar is open if you feel like you'd like to come and sing from this place or feel free to pray with one another. Let's enjoy the difference that this Sunday is for all of us. been held in your hands from the 
said at the outset, some of you are going to leave 23 and you're going to say, wow, that was a great year. We got married. We had a kid. We, whatever, whatever. You, you got a new job and you're going to say, this was an awesome year. And, and that's fantastic. And we celebrate that and, and we'll do some of that. But the reality is in real life, some of you have just left it. I, I just talked to a neighbor yesterday who just said, man, we, we're, just, we're just writing off 23. We just got to write it off. We got to move on. And that's the truth sometimes. And, and some of you have experienced that in this last year. You've had really difficult circumstances. 
you've had a difficult situation, you've had a difficult relationship, you, you've had all kinds of things like that. that. That's just real life. And it wasn't just a tough week for you back in 23. It wasn't just a tough year for you in 23. You've been in a tough era. And I can't help but think back to Joseph in the book of Genesis. And we know that Joseph's brothers, he was the youngest, and his brothers threw him in a, in a well. And then instead of killing him, one of them says, no, 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 let's not kill him. Let's sell him to this caravan. And this caravan is coming by, and they sell him. And you know the story. Some of you, they, they took him down to Egypt, and then he's a slave, and he's serving in Potiphar's house. He was a high-ranking official. And out of no wrongdoing, he gets falsely accused of inappropriate behavior towards Potiphar's wife. She accuses him. For that, he gets thrown into jail. And even when he's in jail, he finally kind of starts to make the right connections. And then he's forgotten and left in jail. And then eventually, if you know the end of the story, he's, he's, he's brought out of jail and becomes second in command in all of Egypt under Pharaoh, only Pharaoh himself. But we lose sight of this sometimes, that the gap between when he got thrown in the well and when he rose to second in command to Potiphar might have been about 15 years. It was somewhere between 13 and 15 years. And he wasn't saying, had a tough week. He wasn't saying, man, that was a rough year. Like, that was a tough era. And some of you are feeling the weight of that. You're feeling like, man, it's just been a tough era. And just know this, that you're not alone, that your God sees you. I think it's really interesting that in Joseph's life, we, we never saw bitterness. We never saw or heard of any anger. In fact, many of you know the story in Genesis chapter 50. He finally says, hey, he gets a chance to confront his brothers, the ones who, who, who caused all this to happen. And he says, I know, I know, you guys meant this for my harm. What do you say? God meant it all for good. And we're praying that maybe moving into the future that you'll be able to have that perspective because you can't have that perspective when you're right in the middle of it, right? It's just really hard. And so here's what I want you to remember. If that's been a year like that for you or an era, this is Isaiah 41. And Isaiah, God says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And then he says this, which is very interesting to me. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. He didn't just say, I'm going to hold you up. He said, I'm holding you up with my victorious hand. And so God's word to you this morning is, even if it's been a year like that for you or an era like that for you, there is victory in that. That when God is our God, that there is victory in that. And so as difficult as it was, we can look with anticipation and just imagine, what is God going to do? And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to sing, and the altar is open for you. And you may want to, you may want to come to the altar and just say, yeah, this was a tough year for me. This was really tough. And God, I'm saying, I'm looking for the victory. I'm trusting you for the victory. You may want to come and kneel down. And I would just say this, that, that if, if that's you and you come forward this morning, if you know that person, you maybe know their story, man, you don't know how much it means when you're that individual and you come to the altar and somebody just walks up and puts their hand on your shoulder. 
you'll never know how that ministers to them. And maybe it's a friend of yours, and maybe you're not real close, but you know their story. And if you just want to come up, put your hand on their shoulder and just pray for them. And you don't need to feel like you have to do that, like you have to come to the altar and pray. But I want the altar just to be open for us this morning. Because some of you are going to, yeah, we're looking forward to the new year, but some of you still need to grieve, and you need to grieve appropriately, and you can grieve at the altar. So, Father, this morning we say this. You are our God. You are our God. And we're trusting you for victory, God. We're trusting you. We're trusting you. But we acknowledge, God, maybe for some this has been a really difficult year. It's been a tough couple weeks or it's been a tough entire year. But, God, we're declaring you are our God. You are our God. And we're trusting you this year for victory. Thank you, Lord.
only meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good yes you do yes you do oh you take
turning it around for me. <laughs> You've turning it around for me, oh my God. You're turning it around for me. You're turning it around for me, yes. You're turning it around for me, for my good. You're turning it around for me. Someone needs to hear this right now. You're turning it around for me. You're turning it around for me, for my good. Come on. He's turning it around for you. He's turning it around for you. He's turning it around for you. Declare he's turning, he's turning it around for me. Yes, he's turning it around for me. He's turning it around for me for my good, for my good. He's turning it around for me. He's turning it around for me. He's turning it around. Yeah, for my good. He's turning it around. He's turning. You heard my praise, you heard my cry, you heard my voice, God. You set me free, Jesus. You've given me the victory. You delivered me from my enemies. Yes, you have, yes, you have. You saved me, Jesus. You've healed me, Jesus. You've set me free on Calvary. Now I believe that you reign forever and ever. You sit on the throne. You are still in control. Yes, you are. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. Jesus Christ, our God, sits on the throne. And he's still in control. Despite of what may be going on in this world, despite of the hatred, despite of the division, the separation, God is still in control in this place. God is still control. He still reigns on the throne. So we worship you, Jesus. We trust in you, Jesus. We trust in you, Jesus. Oh. Father, we declare our trust this morning. You tell us in your word that there's a time to grieve and a time to mourn. And it's appropriate, Father. It's appropriate. And so I pray now as, as we grieve for some of these and as they mourn, God, I pray that you just begin to strengthen them. Even now, Holy Spirit, begin to fill them and fill them and fill them. Holy Spirit, would you strengthen them in the midst? Some of these folks are still right in the midst of it, Father, you know that. And so in the midst of their situation, Spirit, would you just strengthen them? Would you encourage them? Would you help us as the body of Christ to come alongside them and encourage them? God, would you remind them that your son Jesus came and, and lived in human flesh, and that he walked the human life, and that he gets us, he knows it, he understands. So God, would you strengthen them this morning? Would you strengthen them this morning? Would you lift them up? Would you build them? Would you remind them that you are with them? 
that you're here now, that you'll leave and you'll go with them, you'll be with them, that they are never alone, they are never alone, they are never alone. You are never alone. You're never alone. You're never alone. Even when it feels like you're alone, you're not alone. God says, I'm here, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. So Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're not a far and distant God, but you're a God who's always there. So thank you, Lord. We look back at this past year, and we just say thank you that you've sustained us. Thank you the way that you've provided. And in lots of ways, God, we just acknowledge you've blessed us. You've blessed us. You've blessed us. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We pray all these things, all these things, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen. amen. Hey, why don't you take a quick seat? And uh, can I just tell you one thing that really encourages me at the church here? is number one, I love and appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to say in front of the body of Christ, like, hey, it's been a tough year for me. Hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I'm suffering. And I appreciate your vulnerability. And I really appreciate the way that you minister to each other. I really love that about this church. I love the way you just come alongside each other and we minister, that we're all ministers, right? So I appreciate that. Hey, I want to talk to you a little bit about you know, our campaign for this year is really lead the way. That's our theme for this year is lead the way. We've talked about it quite a bit. We've talked about the fact that really where it came was just in a moment of prayer and reading this scripture in 1 Samuel 17. And we saw that David went to fight Goliath. And when David went to fight, right, he was just a young runt who his father said, take some food out to your brothers because they're all in battle. And the brothers were all lined up and they're lined up across in the Philistines and every day Goliath, the giant warrior, the champion, he comes out and he yells and screams at everybody. And the Israelites, the professional soldiers, the men who've been trained, they're cowering, they're shaking, they're hiding under rocks. And when David gets there, Goliath just happens to be screaming at everybody, come out and fight me, somebody come out and fight me. And David says, who's that guy? And they tell him who he is and he's the champion and he's the guy and nobody will go fight him. And David says, Psst, I'll go. I'll go fight him. And it wasn't casual. He said, the same God who delivered me from the bear and from the jaws of the wolf, that God's going to deliver me. He trusted in God. And so David eventually went and fought the battle. You all know this. Pow, cook, right? He drops Goliath, cuts his head off. Have a nice day, everybody. And he cuts his head off and... And the crazy part of the story to me is that because one guy said, I trust God and I'm going to do it. At the end of that chapter, we see this, that all the other Israelite men come out. It took one guy who said, I'll lead the way because my God is with me. And so this year, that's our, that's our campaign. That's kind of our theme for the year is lead the way. And we've talked a lot about the school that we're starting. Uh, Vanguard Academy will kick off in the fall. We've talked a lot about that. I will tell you this, that we have clearly seen God's favor. Uh, our head of school that we've hired is a man of God who just has amazing experience in this field and has a million connections, so we're super excited about that. We've had so many people step up and say, hey, what can I do, what can I do, what can I do? We've seen some crazy blessings already. Do you know that we, we have an organization that we worked with 
that they, they help schools like this get off the ground and we've been working with them. And all of a sudden, by coincidence, about two weeks ago, uh, they sent us, uh, one of the gals sent us an email that said, hey, uh, we just came in contact with the organization that hey, says, hey, we have these up to 30 of these smart boards and uh, they're only about three years old and we don't really want them anymore and you can have these and everything that goes with it. You can just have as many of them as you want. About $25,000 worth, right? I mean, we're excited. It's just, it's just been little things like that all along the way. And then uh, uh, you know that for Lead the Way for this year, we're saying, hey, our goal this year we're trying to raise for the year about $6 million. That's about 20% more than we've ever done. You know that we're already at about four point, not what's already come in, but in pledges, we're already about $4.1 million already. We praise God for that. We say, man, we're off to a great start. And honestly, I know for some folks, they're just like, I don't want to write anything down on a piece of paper. So at that point, only about half of the church had really responded. So we're going to keep encouraging everybody, be a part of it, be a part of it, be a part of it. But the challenge for Lead the Way becomes this, that we all think it's, it's, it's easy for us to focus on and for me to communicate like it's all about this school. And Lead the Way is not really about a school. It's just that we're having to kick off a school this year. The Lead the Way is really about you and me leaving li leading lives where we just pursue God. Like that's what we, it's about us because the most effective way that we lead is to effectively lead Christ-centered lives. You want to change the culture? That's how it's going to happen. Because guess what? Christians haven't really been doing that. I don't know if you're aware of that. Like, that, that part's been missing. And so what it's really going to take is you and I pursuing God, surrendering every thought and word and deed to our God to living lives just like in the book of Acts where folks just saw them and went, that, that's interesting. I'd like to know more about your God. Like that's what this is really going to be all, all about. This is, this is going to be about us living those kinds of lives. When you go to school, it's about you guys going to school and you live that kind of life where other students notice there's something different. Tell me, tell me why you're different. Oh, I'd like to tell you about my God. It's about those of you who go to work. And you're just different, and you behave differently, and you respond differently. And folks go, that's unique. I'd like to know more about your God. Well, let's go have a cup of coffee. It's about you talking to your neighbors, and your neighbors see how you respond to, to the culture and what's going on, and, right? There, there's almost never been a time in American history where our lives are so radically different from the culture. We are in post-Christian America, everybody, right? Our lives should stand out more than anything. Our lives should look so radically different. And so that's going to take a life of surrender. That's going to take a life where you and I have to every day, every day surrender. We get up tomorrow and we're going to surrender. And we're going to wake up the day after that and we're going to say, man, God, I surrender. Every word, every thought, every action, they're all going to be surrendered. This is a life of full trust. And so we're going to sing, we're going to worship. And during this song, I really want us to think about this year coming forward, about living surrendered life, about lives where we completely trust. We completely trust everything we have, our finances, our relationships, our schedule. We just surrender them. We say, God, I'm going to trust you. So if you're in for that, if you're up for that, let's just stand to our feet. Let me pray for you all. Father, we're saying right now, 
We're saying right now, Father, we're committing ourselves. This next year, we're going to live surrendered lives. We're going to live surrendered lives. We're going to live lives fully surrendered to your will, not our will. God, what do you have for us in 2024? What do you have for us relationally, vocationally, educationally, financially? God, what do you have for us? What is it, God, we're surrendering right now. We say this next year, we're committing and we trust you. We trust you. We trust you, God. That is our declaration this morning.
big part of the teaching series that took place throughout the year. A lot of life groups, lots of life groups have had such rich discussion over this idea of the wheelbarrow, right? We just don't see wheelbarrows the same. Neil has a wheelbarrow, a little one in his office, right? I mean, this, this wheelbarrow thing has like picked up some steam. Lots of people thinking this word picture of putting yourself in the wheelbarrow and fully surrendering your life into God's hands, right? You see the picture of that tight rope from one building to the next. And so many of you, because we know your stories, this past year has been a year where you truly have had to trust God to fully put your whole entire life into the wheelbarrow and trust him, right, with health, 
or in your profession or with your children. There's just been lots of trust. You would look back and say, man, this year God has really taught me how to trust him. I've learned to trust God. And when you sing this song, it just resonates so deeply within you because you like, man, I've never had to trust God like I'm trusting God these days. But I'm telling you, you know this is true that, man, what risk is it when we fully trust God with our whole life? Man, so good. As we look back to 2023, it's crazy. This is the last day of the year of 2023, the very last Sunday in the year of 2023. And a lot has taken place this year. There's 52 Sundays in a year. This is number 52. I love that about time. I love this calendar thing because it's so good for us. Like just, I don't know, maybe mentally to just think tomorrow is not just a new day. It's like a whole new year, right? It's this opportunity for a brand new beginning, like this opportunity to rewrite or to sing a new song or whatever. And people tonight are going to be writing their New Year's resolutions, right? This, this anticipation for something new, something great. We're going to change the game in 2024, babe. It's never going to be like it is right now. Tomorrow's going to be the start of the new me. New year, new me. You'll see that all over social media starting tomorrow. New year, new me, baby. New year, new me, right? Raise your hand if you say new year, new me tomorrow. It's all right. You're going to put it on social media tonight anyway. You know, you've seen this before. I'm going to show you a picture. You know that this will not be the first time you've seen this, but there's a, there's a cool picture, right, of the rearview mirror and the big windshield. And there's a reason why the rearview mirror is so much smaller than the windshield. But I thought this would be helpful for you to just kind of uh, just glance at the picture for a moment. Don't worry that the, the wheel's on the wrong side. I was driving fast. But notice a few things, like just notice how small the rearview mirror is in comparison to the windshield. And just, just maybe start like, okay, whatever good and bad from 2023 is, it's going to become smaller in my life. Because listen, for too long the past has had too much of a grip. We spent too much time looking in the rearview mirror, not just 2023, but maybe the last era as, as Pastor Neil alluded to. And that's just true. Maybe you like, man, I spent way too much time looking in that rearview mirror and I really want... To, to have a year of expectation, right? A year of expectation. I want to look out the windshield. I want to see what new opportunities God has for me. No, no more, no more, no more of the past. No more of the past. Listen, not just the past for those who would say it's been bad, but I'm going to even say maybe you have had a terrific year. And, and I'm saying, listen, let's let the victories of this year stay here as well. And let's begin to pursue new victories. Let's begin to pursue n great new things, right? Let's not live on just the great things that have happened in the past. What about the great things that are out ahead of us? A year of expectation. A year of expectation. What, what do you have for me this year, God? What, what's out in front of me this year, God? I've been praying for the people I've prayed with this morning. If I happen to pray with you this morning, it's going to probably be something like, help us to hear your voice because I know you're speaking. Help us to hear your voice. And also, give us back our joy because I think for too long we've lost our joy and laughter. God, give us a year of joy and laughter, a year of expectation. Not living from a victim's mentality, but, but living from a victorious mentality. A year of expectation in my life. I love it what Paul said in Philippians 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, he says, but I focus on this one thing. Say this with me, focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Raise your hand right there where you're at. Forgetting the past, the good and the bad, forgetting the past and focusing on what lies ahead. Father, this morning, the last day of the year, for many of us, it's a year of closure today. We're closing out a year. We're closing out a year that has been difficult. We're closing out a year where we made big mistakes. We're closing out a year that has been rough on our family. We're closing out a year that has been good to us. Either way, we are closing out a year. And tomorrow we're beginning a brand new year. A year of surrender, a year of trust, a year of expectation that good things are out ahead of us. God, you're going to continue to speak to us. You're going to open new opportunities, God. New doors are going to be open for us. Doors that we've prayed about for years, they're going to open this year, Father. And as someone prayed this morning, you're going to close doors that are not the right doors for us. You're going to speak to us, God. Help us to hear your voice, God. Help us to identify your voice, God. Give us clarity of thought, we pray. Peace when we rest. Peace, God. A year of healing, God. This is going to be a year of healing, not just physical healing, but emotional healing, God. I'm believing that for my own life, God. A year of emotional healing, physical healing, financial healing, God. This is a year of great expectation. We thank you for that, God. We thank you for the reminder that the past is small, the future is big. Past is small, the future is big and bright and full of joy and laughter. Even for the person that's even thinking right now to themselves. Not for me, for, the, for other people. Not for me, not for me. I'm saying to you, this is a year of joy and laughter and great expectation. That God would give you that back. You would find yourself laughing interacting with other people, full of joy, living again, living again. In Jesus' precious name and together, everybody said. Amen. Ushers, I'm going to invite you to come forward at this time. Perfect opportunity for us to receive this morning's offering. Listen, this has been a year of challenge in regard to giving at Cedar Valley, and you have responded. This year, as we look back, man, so much has taken place. Sometimes it's difficult to look back at the things that took place in January and February and March and April. But, man, this year has been a good year. You know, a lot of people in this community, a lot of people in this community have been blessed by your generosity. Missionaries all over the world, projects being taking place in some of the, the most dangerous places all over the world. These things, the, the ministry is being funded because of your generosity. And I'll tell you, one of the great things that we can do today is we can absolutely have a great finish to the year 2023 financially. And when you have a fantastic finish to the year 2023, it also gives us a great start to the year 2024. I'm praying this morning, I've been praying all week, and God, I want us to finish strong in 2023 financially. Because next, this next year, 
is a great year of expectation. We're believing for our very best year of ministry at Cedar Valley. We believe that something amazing is going to take place. And we're not just saying it because it's the cool thing to say. Those of you who have been at this church, you know there's been something brewing around here. This community is coming to know Jesus. This church is becoming more and more like its community. We're out in the community every single day. God is doing something. This lead the way thing is not just a cool caption. It's not just cool banners to, you know, it's not, it has no, it's not about, it's literally, we have a great opportunity to lead the way right here where we are. This city needs Jesus. This community needs Jesus. The South Metro needs Jesus. And we're saying, God, use us. Use us to touch our schools. Use us to be with, uh, in connection with the city. God, use us. Use this church. Use every life-giving church in this city to make great kingdom impact. So I'm, I'm asking you, let's finish this year strong when it comes to giving. So there's four easy ways to give. After 52 Sundays, I would imagine you would know these. If you've always, under your breath, said them with us when we do this, feel free to chime in. It's a different kind of service, right? The first way is you can text the word Cedar Valley to the number. The second thing is you can go online to our website, CV. The third way is you can always mail your gift into the. And the fourth way is you can place your gift in the buckets as they. You did it. You've always wanted to do the offering moment, and you did it. Let's pray over the giving. Father, you've been so generous to us. You've been so faithful. Even when we're not faithful to you, you remain faithful to us. God, so much ministry, so many people's lives, so many projects, so many missionaries, so much good has come out of the generosity of this church. And we thank you for that, God. I pray blessings upon every family, every giving unit in this church. I pray an abundance of blessings, God. I pray, God, in return, we would remain faithful and generous in our giving so that we can see things that we've always prayed for, God. I want to see these things with our own eyes. We want to make a great impact in this community. We want to make an impact in this world, and we want to do it together, Father. So I thank you for the unity around the vision of this church. I thank you that together we all believe, we believe, God, that you're going to do great things through us, God. We all believe that, that it's about leading people from where they are to where you want them to be. We gather around that together. We unite in our efforts, God, in giving so that we can have great kingdom impact. So, God, we pray blessings upon the giving in Jesus' precious name. And together, everybody said, amen. amen. Thank you always for your generosity.
Hey, just to give you some words of encouragement, because we said this, the, the, the front windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. And we want to focus on that. But we know this, that it's going to be challenging. It won't be an easy year just because we have a slogan for the year. You know, it's going to be a challenging year. And there's going to be times when you're, you're just worn out. And you're just worn out. So I want to re- leave you some words from the Apostle Paul. And uh, he's writing to the Galatians. And we know the Galatians had a lot of issues in their church, just a lot of issues. And they were trying to, Paul was trying to encourage him, continue on, continue on, continue on. And then he says this in chapter 6 and verse 7, he says, Don't be misled, you cannot mock the justice of God. He's going to lay that out for them, what the justice of God is. What are God's laws? You can't mock it. In other words, God's laws are God's laws, and they're true. And he said this, you will always, and I I love, because words are powerful. And first of all, he says, you will. And then he says, you will always. Harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But, one of the most important words in the Bible, but those who live to please the Spirit, they're living lives that are pleasing to God, those who live to please the Spirit will harvest, not might, not could, It's a promise. They will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. And so here's the deal. Let's not get tired of doing what is good. Let's not grow weary. And so there are going to be times this year, man, we're tired. We're worn out. We're just tired. And rest is appropriate. Rest is appropriate. But let's not get tired of doing good. Let's not get tired of doing The mission is in front of us. And more and more people need to know Jesus. And I appreciate that because you're right. Because in our community, people are coming to know Jesus. People are coming to know Jesus. And it's not just our community. It's around the world. You all are having impact around the world. You all are having impact in places where people have never, this is a weird thought, right? Never heard the name Jesus. And you all are reaching into those places. 
and you're having impact. And in those places, people are coming to know Jesus. So let's not grow weary. Let's not grow weary. Let's not grow weary. Let's not get tired of doing good. Right? We need to be saying that to each other and encouraging each other. It's Galatians 6, 7, 8, 9, right? Let's not grow weary. So let's keep that in mind this coming year. Let's keep that in mind this coming year. And here's the beauty of it. Here's where we take comfort. The same, the same God that Paul was talking about here to the Galatian church is the same God we serve today. He's the same God who split the Red Sea for Moses and the Israelites. He's the same God that rescued David. He's the same God that raised Jesus from the dead. That same God, that's the same God we serve today. That's the same power of God that we claim today. So let's not grow weary. Let's not grow weary. God, would you give us strength? God, would you give us courage? God, would you give us energy? God, would you give us vitality? God, would you give us creativity in this new year? Father God, we trust in you. We trust in you. We trust you are the same God. You're the same God who split the Red Sea. You're the same God who dropped the giant. You're the same God who raised Jesus from the dead. And so we trust you this morning, God. Would you give us strength? Would you help us to encourage each other? Would you give us unity? God, would you give us favor as we push for the mission? God, would you bless us? Would you bless us as we pursue you? Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
Come on, let's sing that one last time. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. to do something funny. I'm like, should I do it or not? Well, I'm just so sad because we won't sing together until next year. I waited on that all day. Sit down. It's not church until we have announcements. We got to do that. Before we do announcements, a couple things on behalf of Pastor Neil and Kim, our executive team, our pastors, our support staff, we want to say thank you to you for a great year of ministry here at Cedar Valley. Seriously, you guys are so awesome. Uh, visitors who come as guests of ours, as pastors and our staff, uh, or people that we invite in the neighborhood, the feedback we always get is, man, we felt so welcomed, so loved. It was so, such a great experience. That's because of you all. Just thank you for having that welcoming spirit, for always looking for the person who doesn't have someone to talk to. You do that so well. My own family, when they visit, they always say, I don't know who it was, but somebody walked up to me and said, thank you for being here with us. Do you need help finding anything? Thank you for being an amazing church. When we do breakouts, you show up. When we do conferences, you show up. Sunday mornings, most churches cancel on New Year's Eve. Not Cedar Valley, you showed up. Thank you for being an awesome church. You guys are awesome. Give yourselves a round of applause. And also, I want to lead our church family through a few thank yous that I think are very appropriate. I think first we would say thank you to our pastor. Thank you to Pastor Neil and Kim. Thank you to our pastoral staff. They work so hard. And you are so forgiving because we don't always do it amazingly. Sometimes we make mistakes. But you're so gracious uh, to all of us. So on behalf of all of our pastors, Thank you for your love and encouragement and support and cards and gifts and, and emails. All of all the things you do to express gratitude to our pastoral team. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. Um, and, and so now we also want to say thank you to our pastors and our support staff, our admin, uh, everyone who works here at Cedar Valley. Thank you for all the hard work. Let's give it up for our pastors and support staff. They're fantastic. Uh, things that pertain to Sundays, I think, why don't we appreciate our worship team, Pastor JJ. They're flexible. They're awesome. It's not easy to show up every seven days and, and, and to have such a great product, but they do so good. And it's not a performance. You know it's not a performance. It's ministry. It's leading us uh, in, in praise and in worship, and they do such a good job. A huge thank you to all of our Sunday volunteers, coffee kids, Tiny Valley, ushers. Without the team, we would never be able to have effective ministry. We say this all the time, all the time. Cedar Valley is not a special church because of one or two or three people. It's an amazing church because of the sacrifices of so many people. And to all of you who sacrifice for the ministry of Cedar Valley, thank you, thank you, thank you for all your hard work. 
Uh, we truly appreciate it. Thank you to our production, uh, audio and video, all their hard work, camera operators. Yes, let's give them appreciation. We appreciate you, uh, Kent and Doyle and Roger and all your volunteers. We appreciate you. We appreciate Spanish translation, ASL translation. Our online pastor host, this morning's Pastor Vicky, but some of our pastors kind of rotate through online hosting. We appreciate all that you do. What an amazing year it's been. What an amazing year. All right, a couple of announcements for you. Listen, you have to just start to get used to going to the website and subscribing to the e-news because that's the only way you'll keep up with everything happening at Cedar Valley Church. A couple things we want to highlight. If you're a visitor, this is not a normal Sunday for us. If you live in the area and you plan on coming back, we'd love to connect with you. We can do that digitally or, or, or on a hard piece of paper that you received when you came in. So digitally, if you'll just text the word CV connect to the number 77411. Once you connect to that and you fill it out, it'll prompt a response and we can get in contact with you. We'd love to connect with you. I think we have great things to offer you. We'd love to see you come back next week. Uh, so fill out the connect card. Uh, if you are newer to Cedar Valley and you want to learn more, next Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, we host uh, Next Step One. So that takes place immediately following the morning service. Uh, you just go out these back doors. There's a staircase. You go down the stairs, the first room on your left. There will also be signage guiding you there. Or ask anybody, hey, where's that Next Step One class? They'll take you right to it. So if you're newer to Cedar Valley, you want to learn about Cedar Valley, Next Step One is the perfect place to do that. Great news for all of you who love to play pickleball. And in order to play pickleball in Minnesota, you got to be indoors. So starting next year, you got to wait till next year. By the way, that's going to be cheesy all day at all your parties as well. All right. But uh, so pickleball at Cedar Valley starting on Friday nights is coming, right? So next month, we start with pickleballs on Friday nights, 6 to 9 p.m., $5 per person whenever you want to come. There's, you know, you're going to have to find indoor to play pickleball anyway. And pickleball is like the, the world's fastest growing sport or something like that. So all of you who need indoor exercise and pickleball is your thing, we invite you to come out and be a part of that pickleball chaos on Friday nights. Uh, for those of you looking to have a great start spiritually to your year, starting today, probably after the party that you're hosting, we'll do a one-week prayer and fast for our church family. So two things to keep track of. Number one is go to the website for all the information. But there's two meeting times in the theater on the north side, the morning and the afternoon, right? So it's kind of like an open room with music and an opportunity for you to come in and pray. Pastor Jonas will be there and, and have everything kind of ready to go. But if you'd like to kick your year off with a week-long prayer and fast, this is a great opportunity um, to do that. And lastly, on our webpage, there's a button that says e-news. If you click that, you put your email there, you subscribe, every week you will receive all upcoming events for people who call Cedar Valley Church home. I don't know how in the world you're a part of this church and you're not subscribed to e-news and how in the world you'd know what's happening. There's just too many things happening. I mean, it's like air traffic controls, that e-news, like just so you can see all these different things taking place and we want you to participate in all those. So please subscribe to the e-news. Um, that's it. So I'm going to invite our prayer team to come forward. We always, 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 always know that there are people among us 
who are having a difficult time or you're making a really tough decision or something's happening in your life and you need someone, you want someone to pray with you. This prayer team is gifted in doing that. Uh, they're not gonna get too crazy into the details. You tell them whatever you want. They wanna pray with you and help you in, in whatever way. So we ask that when service is finished, you take all the conversations into our atrium and enjoy some donuts and coffee. And let's keep this place kind of reserved for those who would want additional prayer when service is finished. Also, if you're visiting with us and you have a moment, our welcome room is right here to my left. You're right there, Shawnee. Uh, listen, right after service, if you'll make your way to the welcome room, they have a gift for you. It's our simple way of saying thank you for visiting with us today. Uh, we'd love to have that take place. Uh, and then also, listen, guys, you're going to have to wait. But next year, we start a new series on Sunday on the book of Esther. You've probably never been in a church there, where there's a sermon series on the book of Esther. Probably not, right? The book of Esther is so messy. For real. It's messy. It's graphic. It's weird. It doesn't even say the name God in the whole book of Esther. If you've e Seriously, if you've ever felt like, where in the world is God? I don't see God. I don't feel God. I want to know where God is. Does God see me? Does God even know anything about me? If you've ever asked any of those questions... I'm telling you, next Sunday is the perfect opportunity to come and learn about that. Or if you know somebody who feels like they've said, there's not a God. I, there's no way there's a God in a world like this with all this chaos, with all this trouble. There's no way there's a good God out there. Listen, if that friend's telling you those things, you just make an appointment. Bring them next Sunday. It'll provoke great conversations in your relationship. So next Sunday come, we start the book of Esther. You are going to love it. Bring your study Bible, bring some paper and some, some pens. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to have great life group discussion too. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the opportunity we had to come together as a church family and to celebrate your goodness over our life, God, your faithfulness. Lord, we do take a moment. We pray a special blessing upon those who are with us who are struggling, having a difficult time, a difficult time smiling, a difficult time laughing. We pray, Holy Spirit, that even beyond this, mo this morning's experience, that you would uh, remind them all throughout the day of how much you love them, how you care for them, how you are for them and not against them, that you have come to bring them life and life abundantly. And we just pray, God, protection over their mind. God, that they would not live in that false reality, that they would not believe the lies of Satan. Satan, we command you to go back to hell where you came from, and we pray peace over their life in Jesus' name, God. We thank you for this church family. We thank you for the ministry of Cedar Valley, God. We thank you, God, for the goodness of your, of your love over us in Jesus' precious name. And together we all said... Amen. Have a great day celebrating with those you love. We'll see you next week.